everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Struggling Hunters. Uh, welcome you to the Hunting Shack. Appreciate you tuning in. We, we respect your time and uh, everything that you give us. We appreciate it. Um, you have uh, Eric sitting over here across the table from me. Hey, guys. Hi, Eric. And I'm Hi. Joe. <laughs> Thanks for introducing me first. And you're welcome. <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet, you know, the first time checking us out, go ahead and, you know, get, get, leave us a comment or something. But on the before we kind of get started, too, if you haven't listened to our last episode, episode uh, 115, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about uh, kind of some odds and end things, kind of what was been going on in our life and and uh, what the kind of hurdles we've been getting over just to day to day and talked about working on my truck, um, talked you know, went down a little rabbit hole of talking about giants and kind of, you know, we don't, we know of tall people, but there's actually talk of there being real giants, uh, a herd, not, not a herd, but what do you call it? <laughs> a herd of giants. <laughs> uh, a fountain, uh, what, what would you call that? Like a, a species? A species, yeah. Of giants, of human giants back in the day. Right. And so we, uh, yeah, so that was our last episode that we kind of discussed some of that and whatnot in this episode we're going to kind of go over a little bit maybe some of the things that uh, we've been kind of dealing dealing with as our day-to-day since our last podcast till now and then uh getting into some new kind of new topics or new ideas to kind of help you become a better hunter that you know, these are you know I'll tell you now these aren't our our ideas we're still having our own uh identity crisis i guess in that way (laughs) (laughs) still trying to figure it out ourselves basically right you know you don't really realize how much is out how much information is out there but anyways we'll kind of get started with that and uh, i don't know if you want to call them setbacks or hurdles for the week you know stuff that kind of got in your way to that doesn't allow you to fully do everything that you want to do for the week Mm. but uh and I guess I can kind of go first with that. Again, for those of you that haven't been listening, uh, I've been working on my truck. My my truck blew a head gasket, and uh, as I was moving out here, or I should I say, as I move was moving out here to Colorado, but it didn't didn't well uh, strand. I wasn't stranded because of it um, on the move. I parked it, and then I went to fire it up, and the head gasket was blown. But um, anyway, so I've been slowly dealing with that, and I finally got all the rest of the parts I need to start putting it back together. I got my heads uh, cleaned or resurfaced last week, so um, now I have all the rest of the seals that I needed, and you know I bought new valve seals, and it's kind of funny or interesting, just like everything. Now that I'm in Fruta, it takes longer to get here. <laughs> I was spoiled and salt lake area oh yeah that's right whenever i was helping you move you guys were talking about that how you make an order on amazon and uh in a couple hours it would be at your house yeah Yeah. and i'm i'm stoked if it gets to my house (laughs) in like two days so that's kind of a interesting right well like the other thing too like just going to the parts store and uh being like hey i'm looking for this part and uh they'll be like oh we don't have it you know we'll but we'll have we can have it here this evening or tomorrow morning and uh, here in Colorado, it's like, oh, well, we we can have it here in uh, six days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's been kind of a struggle or some hurdles I've been having to get over because I was trying to be good when I first started the project to uh, to kind of get everything all lined up. So that way when um, I got ready to start putting it back together, I had all my parts. 
Well, one hurdle, another hurdle that I didn't quite take in was as I got into it, I kept going, well, I'm into it this deep. I might as well put new in. And, uh, so a lot of the stuff was, you know, an, an afterthought and I wasn't planning on doing it. Right. And now here you are. Now here I am. Got, got the last of the parts and hopefully, hopefully by this, you know, working after working after I get off of working on the truck, after I get off of my day job. And then, uh, hopefully by Saturday, I'm I'm way close to having it and having it done is my goal, but we'll see. Asking yourself why you moved to Colorado where everything takes twice as long to get here. Exactly. Three, well, three or four times as long. Yeah. Three to 10 times as long. <laughs> right. Depending on what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still worth it. Yeah. We no. haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. We got to get your truck running. Right. Yeah. Well, that's been like, as we're sitting here talking, you know, before the podcast started, I was kind of saying like how, uh, how like having been able to get to why, why I've moved here has been such a lag, you know, like I moved out here and I needed to find a house and that took a little bit and, you know, needed to move into that said house. And once I found it and then truck breaks down and it's like, man, me and Eric it's kind of not really planned for this to happen, but I always thought it'd be cool when it does. Now that it's here, there's a lag in actually getting together and being able to do our hunting thing. Yeah, we definitely, we kind of talked about it last week for sure. And, or the same thing kind of, but it has been one of those things. It's like hard to wrap around our heads. Cause we kind of thought all our problems would be solved whenever you, <laughs> whenever you moved out here, right. And we'd be scouting more, uh, practicing air uh shooting arrow shooting the the bows a lot more and, and yeah it just hasn't happened that way so hopefully uh everything you know eventually kind of comes back around and slows down a little bit and and we can we can start doing all that stuff and and uh see where it all takes us and um i'd definitely like to be more of a woodsman right man speaking of off topic a little bit but uh we've been watching that alone the last season oh that, yeah that uh but we're uh behind a little bit because we're watching it on netflix and i'll try not to uh say anything that i shouldn't or anything oh but, who cares <laughs> but man i watch that and like there's certain things that i'm like oh i could do that you know i could do that i could do that and then there's like certain things i'm like i don't know if i could do that <laughs> uh one of the things this year it seems like the shelters uh have went up times 10 oh really yeah and so have you you haven't seen any not of this not the no we i've watched uh, this previous alone seasons but i haven't i'm not up to date with them oh gotcha yeah i i love the show we just we well we have youtube tv uh-huh and i'm not 100 percent sure if it, if it is on there we just don't catch it or whatever so so we miss the whenever it was actually playing week to week we gotcha. missed that season but but they released it on Netflix, so uh, we've been kind of watching that. And and uh, man, I love that show. It's a <laughs> it it teaches you a lot, though, or at least makes you like think of stuff in different perspectives, right? Because most of the time, like whenever we go hunting, I mean, we go hunting for three or four days, and then we're you know back home, and right. So we overpack for for the four days. You know, usually um, have too much stuff. Correct. Uh, so. <laughs> So then, like, watching these guys do do it, it's like, wow, man. Like, And then the element, I was telling my wife tonight, I was like, 
you know, the element of knowing that you can quit. Yeah. Makes you do different moves than I, or I would think because you'd be a little bit more, you mean not as cautious, uh, maybe not as cautious, but I, but I think, I think in some ways, um, you would have more grit Mm. if you were actually stranded alone. You'd have a little more grit. Uh, you would actually you have maybe, no choice. You have no choice to survive. So you would do things that you might not do on this alone show. Because this alone show, you're trying to last, outlast everybody. Where if you're actually alone trying to survive, you'd probably be trying to find your way to safety or civilization or whatever. So you'd be making different moves. And, uh, and I think you'd take more risk in certain ways for sure. Right and uh, I I don't know it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a thought that you could see where you know I mean I guess you could argue it either way but but I I don't know I feel like there's something there so oh for sure well yeah kind of have that safety net and then yeah well that's like kind of interesting as you're talking about them being being out there not my mind kind of went down for you know being overpacked for I guess for what we do and them being out there and have as little as they have you know I <coughs> sorry um uh, my mind went like I think in a way if I had to survive um it, you know I wouldn't be um high on the hog but kept kind of what I carry in my backpack I can almost survive for like you know probably two to three two or three three days with what's in my backpack right and then I'd be hurting after that, but then hope, you know, like, but then I can tap out fairly easy and should be within, get within cell service to call. That's kind of the weird thing with that show is, is they, I mean, from the get go, they don't even have anything to keep them thinking straight for two or three days. Oh, true. So I guess, so right. I guess there's, I guess there's a little bit of like give and take on that. I, I didn't really think of, think that all the way through, but there's a little bit of give and take with that show because they show up. I mean, they probably fill their bellies that morning before they fly out. You know, they probably right. have a big breakfast or whatever. <laughs> they probably try to fill up as much as possible, or I I would at least. Yeah, and they're full that morning, but then after that, they don't have anything to survive or or to live on for a few days to get them through. Correct. So, so I guess there's elements. Like, I, the, but the one thing is. In the back of their mind, they they do have that safety net to hit that button to quit, you know. And so I think, like, if you're in real survival mode, like where there was there wasn't that choice. Um, but then, but then again, I guess thinking, kind of thinking of this, there's also you're always wondering, like, well, I, I want to outlast everybody else. So, right. So even though you have that, I can hit this button and get out of here there has to be a little bit of pressure because you're like, well, obviously they haven't came and gotten me yet. So I'm obviously not the last one yet. I don't know. You know, uh, we've watched a lot of those episodes. And, and the one thing is, is, is some of the people that uh, this year that all of them have pretty good shelters, but in past years, it seems like the people that made the best shelters were like some of the first <laughs> to tap out. It was the weirdest thing. And uh, it kind of happened this year. There was there was a couple couple uh, people 
that had pretty nice shelters and they tapped out kind of early. But like I said, everybody kind of upped their game on the shelter situation. So, so everybody's shelters are, 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 they're pretty legit. One thing that it kind of makes me want to do when we go out hunting a little bit is like get a satellite camp somewhere and then try to make a show. I mean, well, well we're out hunting, but like a part of me wants to practice that to see what kind of shelters we can like start creating and, no, like kind of along those lines, I'll kind of take us into uh, one of the t- our topics. Well, we kind of, you know, we were talking about uh, setting up trail cameras, and I kind of in my mind I, I was going to bring it up to you, but I hadn't yet. Was like, uh, you know, like, hey, let's uh, let's leave Friday after work or something, try to get to a spot, and then like hike for an hour or two, and then like find some little spot in the woods that we just kind of pull out our sleeping bags and just sleep under the trees right there is like you know a little spike camp thing just to kind of more or less practice doing something like doing that some spike camps yeah that wouldn't be a bad idea you know like just because right now that i mean i guess you get those thunder bumpers coming through or the fluke like you know snowstorm every once in a while in the mountains this time of year but at the same time like it's not going to be a three or shouldn't be a three or four day event you know like if dress kind of warm you'll survive whatever weather kind of comes this time of year so i thought you know i was like yeah it'd be kind of fun to see like kind of along those lines just just do that but then you're probably talking a little bit more about making a shelter somewhere out there and have that as like our base camp is that kind of what you're meaning well uh yes and no like i mean uh the i haven't put that much thought into it to be honest but the more i'm kind of thinking about it as we're talking live sort of <laughs> yeah uh i'm like well we're out there trying to hunt and so maybe we should just focus on that more than well, shelters but the other thing too is you kind of as you bring this up this like the little boy kind of came out at me for a second i'm like <laughs> hey let's build a fort and then i'm All like right. i'm like well we're out there for a whole nother purpose well and i so like i've been i've been over the years uh, a couple of years back one of the guys that i was working with he the one that got me into elk hunting uh, I kind of mentioned to him, I was like, Hey, we should go back in the woods and, and just build like a little cabin, you know, like that. We, we, I mean, of course someone will probably find it, but like, you know, we we're going to know about it. And, but he wasn't someone I was really wanting to do, going to want to do that with anyways. Anyways, but this was, you know, before struggling hunters was even a, an idea. And ever since then, I've been kind of on that note of like, Hey, going out and like build a little fort or, you know, like little something nothing big but just something kind of off the beaten path and you can kind of you know that go back to year after year and kind of maintain for years until someone else finds it and lays claim but um i I was kind of getting excited about it but then my mind hit and i was like well it doesn't get you know like you can't really guarantee I guess there is some guarantee, depends on who you talk to, but that you can go back year after year to the same spot and kill an elk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you could always start from there. True. You know? And, but I, I, I don't know, is there, there's probably legalities against it in reality, right? No, I, yeah, that's that's the other thing, too. I think, you mm-hmm. know, I think you can't have, like, a permanent structure or something like that either. Well, it wouldn't be permanent. You could probably just tear it down. <laughs> right. But, no, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I've actually thought of that, too. I'm like, ah, it'd be fun to 
build a cabin, like a little getaway cabin, you know, nothing too fancy, but, right. but something that, you know, keeps the wind off. Yeah. And the rain off. Yeah. Kind of like that, that cabin, we didn't sleep in it, but that cabin that we, uh, kind of utilized to hang out in and cook right. yeah. that one year. That was kind of a cool spot. Really? I, the, the hunting wasn't that good, but the, <laughs> but the camp spot yeah, having that little building there, uh, couple years ago we stayed at this place and and uh it was like an old uh what was it uh like a just a shack of some right, sort but yeah. it was it was utilized for something i can't remember what that was now uh the guy that told me about it uh, told me what it was used for along but it was built like clear back in the 50s or 60s or even maybe longer than that and but it's still standing today, and it's definitely a little rough and everything. But the roof is still up on it, and and uh, that you know, I mean, they're, it's still workable, if you will. Right. And so, what Joe and I did, and and uh, and my father-in-law and my son, is we kind of like would hang it. The weather was kind of getting bad there yeah. a few days, and so we kind of just hung out inside there, cooked, and right did the whole thing. So. You no, know, that was was kind of nice just to have like. A place outside of the tents to hang out. Right, right. A little when the weather spot. was kind of windy and yep. snowy a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. It was it was kind of cool to utilize that. Yeah. Well, what should we go on to well, next? <laughs> well, kind of one of the things that I wasn't, you know, I came across this this yesterday, but I kind of thought would share about it just so since we're coming up on season. Uh, starting and getting ready to for or, you know scouting and whatnot, but uh, I was listening to the Hunting Fool the other day, and uh, I I think I've watched a couple of their videos, YouTube videos, and I I haven't listened too much, but I just was doing a you know trying to find something to listen to, and they uh, the topic of the podcast was like new ideas for e scouting or something like that, and I'm like oh that's kind of interesting. So as I got listening to it, listening to this podcast, um, I wish I could remember the guys' names. That's how new I am to them, but they've been around I think for a while. Um, but he was talking about like uh, using um, social media as a way to scout, and I was like, well, "This kind of is an interesting topic." And uh, he says, "You know, like got talking in to he's like, yeah, start following." people that um day camp or backpack hike and stuff through the areas you want to hunt you know trying to locate who those people are and you know and then uh you know because like those guys they're just in there to enjoy where they're at which meaning like uh um having having the time to just relax and enjoy uh the surroundings and um, listening to what's going on around them and meaning that they don't need to be quiet or be, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Secretive of where they are, I guess is, is the main thing. Right. They're, they're more willing to put out there what, what's going on. Right. Like, you know, like, Hey, here I am. Um, it's this, this time of day, um, this this here's my date i guess you know and uh and they'll tell you if they saw an elk herd or you know like a deer and like oh it's uh 6 30 in the morning 
I heard an elk bugle last night or, you know, like I was hiking through and there this herd of elk came running through the meadows and, um, and, you know, like kind of, they kind of give that information as part of their experience. Whereas when you're doing a hunting video, you know, like you're not exactly saying where you are. You might say like, you know, what time it is and what the elk is doing and what you're doing to bring the elk in. But you're not necessarily like giving these big old panoramic views camera view work of where you're at right but yet these guys that are day hiking or day day camp backpack hiking or something you know that's their experience and they'll you know like oh big old buck i just saw up here right you know it's a little different of a mentality and they're even saying using like um, mountain bike uh trail apps because you know forest service apps aren't up to date or maps so they don't really have like new mountain bike trails and so like you know mountain bike trails that have been created aren't going to be on a lot of these older um, forest service maps, but they are on the apps. Mm. And so like, you know, that they've legit like kind of legally found ways to access certain, certain areas as long as you stay on, you know, the, those mountain bike things. And I just, I kind of was like, got me thinking, I was like, man, that is, that is a different way to look at it. And I don't know that I ever would have looked at it that way. No, it's really interesting, and and like you said, I, I mean, I guess the the biggest thing that perked my ears up, or is the fact that you know they'll be like, oh, we were on this ridge top and we saw all these elk or all I saw this big buck or whatever. And you're like, oh, thank you for the information, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I feel kind of bad, like you know, like you know, not that I'm sure you can also learn a lot, but like it's it's like these, you know, like you're kind of stalking these people for information, and it's not quite true while you're there you know like you know what i mean like you're not you're kind of there supporting them at the same time you're kind of there for your own means yeah well i mean sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get the (laughs) the uh the the step of get in the right direction get get a little right you know try to try to work every every angle you can to get a little bit of success and you know like that's that was the other little thing too that i kind of was thinking is I kind of, I think it was before this is like, now there's just like, you know, you realize they say we're in the information age and it's like, okay, yeah, I believe that. But then like these little things like this, like, man, there's all these little avenues that you can go down to gain information, you know, thinking outside, outside of the box is what they were calling it. And that's thinking outside the box. Well, I mean, yeah, today you can almost be anything without even having to go to school for the most part, you know, because the information age, just get on YouTube and you can be whatever you want to be. Right. So it's, uh, well, that's, you know, like the, we were kind of, kind of joking before we got started and I kind of said, said something about, you know, new ideas and whatnot for hunting. And, and Eric's like, Oh yeah, man, you can kind of get lost in, in all the information that's out there and you don't really know what to do. And I think we've kind of, that's one of the things that we've been, uh, trying to get through is, you know, like both of us have been hunting our, off and on our entire lives. It's not like we're new to hunting. We've both hunted with our dads and family members as kids. But we've never really put that much thought into what we are doing as hunters, other than just taking your bow or your rifle for a walk. Yeah, that, that's kind of a good point is, is a lot of the time it was just more... Uh, a lot of the ways that I grew up hunting was opening day. You didn't, I mean, well, 
I was out in the woods quite a bit, but opening day, you go out there and you're just like, all right, whatever comes in front of me, whatever comes in front of my barrel <laughs> right. is, is going down. And there wasn't like a buck that you spotted and you scouted for two months before. Right. Or, or whatever the case may be. And so now like trying to understand that there's people out there that actually do that and name their buck and, 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 and like track them down and try to get this thing. And you're like, people do that, you know? And, and <laughs> right. so trying to wrap that all around your head and, and, uh, and scouting in general. I mean, yeah, like you said, like growing up where we're from opening day, I think was like October 1st, give or take whatever it was. But, uh, everybody went out hunting that day, but the day before hardly anybody was out there, you know, maybe, maybe setting up for camp or whatever. Right. But, but then there's guys out there in the world that take it so serious that they were, they've been scouting every weekend for two months in their spot that they were going to hunt before they went up there and hunted to, you know, so they had a, had a beat on the, right. on the animal that they were trying to get. And I think, you know, as kind of, as we're sitting here talking about that in my mind, I kind of go along, uh, you know, like I want to turn my success into, well, success of elk is zero for seven, eight years now. And uh, I want to get to where it's success every year. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like part of that, I'm, wanna, I'm wanting to up my odds. So I want to, you know, learn where the animals should be. And not like you see, you know, like, oh, well, hopefully something comes in front of my barrel, you know? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So, you know, like getting getting that, yeah, we I don't quite have the time to be able to, well, right now I thought I would, but I don't. But uh, two or three months, you know, we're about, what, two months out before the hunt now it opens? Yeah, yeah, it's coming quick. So, uh, you know, I got to get a little bit of feel where I should be and what's going on in the, in the woods so that way, you know, and that's the whole this whole learning process and i think we've been slowly understanding what that information looked like that we just needed to lose yeah. you know those traditions that we've talked about it before that we haven't planted in us that we just need to get rid of kind of yeah get rid of like the the bad habits that we learned right. over the years and try to pick up better ones that give us more right. chances to find more success and yeah and and I feel like we're getting closer and closer every year. I mean, the work that we put in, the the amount of the amount of talking about how we're gonna hunt elk and and uh, and trying to figure out new tactics, new, well, new ideas. And we're all. I think we're getting closer and closer every year. Right. And I kind of want to. Sorry, not to cut you off, but I was gonna want to just kind of pat ourselves on the back because, I mean, like our our success last year was huge compared to our years past like so last year both of us well eric actually got a release an arrow at an elk um and i i last year i at least saw elk my problem was i've been hunting in areas where i was a spiker cow and so that kind of limited me as not i shouldn't say limited me but like you know it wasn't like well if, I, if whatever steps in front of me i can shoot you know, right. in Utah, if you hunt in a general unit, if with archery, if a cow, a spike elk, or a branch antler bull steps out in front of you, you're you're good to go. Like you know, if you got a lethal shot, take it. But I was hunting in an area where 
it was it was a limited entry but because i was archery i can hunt either spike or cow and um last year i got into where into a, an area that had you know I, I think i saw like five or six bulls mm. um in one little spot and i will admit there was a spike <laughs> but it was getting close to dark and I probably shot myself in the foot by not going after it, but it was getting dark and I didn't. And I thought I was like, well, tomorrow I'm going to hike down in there, which I did the next day I hiked in there and I'm glad I didn't go down there. <laughs> well, that night, cause if I didn't make it to where that spike was like, it was a heck of a hike getting out of there. Right. Yeah. And, it would have took you all night to get out yeah. of there. Probably would have had to set up a spike camp. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, the uh, you know hunting at night or hunting close to dark. I mean, that's always a hard one because you you know if you're gonna if you get something, you're right. You're gonna be out there all night processing and and uh, and then hiking out or whatever. And and uh, and then there's the the process mindset of or not trying to process in your mind whether it's feasible to leave it out there for the night to come back first thing in the morning right but then there's a risk there to spoil your meat and it's i mean it's a whole process so uh yeah hunting at night it kind of has a lot of a lot of factors that are not fun correct and that kind of along those lines too i think at times i kind of limit myself to not push too far sometimes especially now as being a as well now I, i mean been married for 15 15 years and you know like that kind of affects the way i hunt too like i'm not you know i try my best to be able to be back and text my wife you know like hey i'm like checking in checking with in with the wife and, and making letting her know that i'm good and so like i've always not really pushed too too hard at in the evenings because of that and i didn't really think that that was really limiting me until like probably just this moment where you know like talking about this conversation but you know i was like i think i haven't yet and i've talked about it in other podcasts but looking at getting in like i think they call them an in reach or something yeah and, yeah just yeah. so i can send out a text you know like hey i'm good or i'll be i'm good i'll be back to the truck late you know like bring down I'm bringing home the beef right the wild beef uh-huh <laughs> the fast cows the fast cows yeah um uh same same here i mean i i think of all that stuff too and you know uh there's a lot of things though fatigue man fatigue like you know think about like yeah you're hunting all day long and then at the very end of the night you get a chance that's some success and then it's like it's like okay how bad do i really want this (laughs) because I'm tired. I've been hunting all day, you know, and, and, and like, you know, would I be better off coming back in the morning and trying my luck? But then that's hard because you might not get that same luck. So, right. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of decision making when you're in that moment that, that isn't always the easiest decision to make. But, uh, I, I've had, I've had, I've hunted with a lot of guys that, uh, have, alluded to that they're like yeah nighttime you know take it easy and right you know uh 
I, I knew a guy that I was like, you know, hey, where are we walking to tonight? And he's like, no, nah, we're, we're just going to go for a drive. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he kind of explained it, and he's like, you know, I just always uh, always took it easy and and uh, and and uh, just went for a drive at night and and hunted that way because, you know, didn't want to get into anything too serious i'm like ah, it makes sense right but it's hard it's hard to be like to buy in on it i guess because there's a part of me that's like well that, you're you're taken away from the possibility of success by you know taking it easy right the elk ain't taking it easy right so you know but it, it is what it is so uh i don't know i don't know i i guess in theory, the nicest, the nice part would be to uh, try to try to just get some in the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, I mean that's neither here nor there, I guess. But if you could have it, your if you could have it the best way, it'd be opening morning, and you got to hike downhill, downhill, and then to pack it out, <laughs> to pack it out, and uh, somebody has a pickup at the bottom of the hill, right? And uh, you got to ride to the top, <laughs> and yeah, and that would be the nice. And, and on on opening day, get your out, get it processed, get it out of there. That'd be, you know, what sucks is or well, it doesn't it doesn't suck? But what is kind of frustrating is whenever like guys like oh never hunted before and I got my oak, <laughs> right? Opening day, and I'm like. You gotta you you have a uh, misunderstanding of what hunting is because <laughs> good for you that you got lucky, but there like that's something that you got really lucky that first year or whatever that first time. But the next time it's it probably won't be that easy, right? Because uh, uh, you know, and so it's so it's one of those things where you're like happy for them, but you're like, uh, new hunter got lucky <laughs> what? You right. Know? Yeah. And, and I don't know. Maybe maybe they got help or something. But you know, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to to swallow that whenever you're like, I've been doing this for how long, and my luck just quite it isn't quite the same, I guess. Right. But you know, um, I don't know. I I think uh, think through every hard challenge in life. Nobody nobody talks about how easy they had it, you know what I mean? Right. Nobody brags about how easy it was. So, well, some people do. I guess I should take <laughs> that back, but but the best stories come from challenges and and stuff. So, that's what I always tell myself to keep myself motivated <laughs> anyway. Right. <laughs> um well, where do you want to go next? I guess I guess I could bring up uh this past weekend we we uh, should have brought this up towards the oh, beginning, true. but uh, had a little barbecue. Thanks for coming over and hanging yeah. out. Appreciate that. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Anytime, really. Every time. I'll probably invite you every time from here on out. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, came came over, had a barbecue, and uh, family and and Joe and his wife came and and uh, had a good time, did the whole thing, and then. Uh, Later that night, me and my wife and the kids all went out and watched the fireworks show. Uh, well, we yeah we we saw the last like five minutes of it, give or take, because we 
saw it from the house and we're like, oh, it's starting to go. And then we like drove through town and and went to the got closer to where we could see it better and uh, watched that for the last five minutes. Got to see the grand finale, which was cool. Uh, my youngest daughter, we had some fire. We bought some fireworks from Walmart. Yeah. And so we lit those up the same night. And she was like, she was like so amazed with like, she was acting so silly and goofy, but she was like excited for it. I'd never seen her like excited <laughs> like that. So it was kind of cool to watch that. And then, uh, and then the next day for the fourth, uh, me and the family, we went out to the, the local lake over here, the state park lake and just did some fishing. Didn't have much luck with the fish. <laughs> I'm, I was going to buy worms, but they were all sold oh, out. God. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, uh, we'll try lures and, and they just didn't quite, I, I've always had better luck with worms, man. I, I gotta, I gotta learn more about, about lures. Cause, um, yeah, I've just never had luck. I've had my best luck has always been with worms. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so then, uh, uh, but we had fun. We did that for a few hours and had a good time and hung out and did did our whole thing there. And then, and then, um, oh yeah, I will say though. Uh, uh, so with the fishing, uh, as a father, you spend most of your time untangling right fishing line, and <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much what I did. I I, I definitely kept to that. And then, uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of our weekend, I guess. But. Uh, Got to fish a little bit, untangled a lot of lot of fishing line. Fished a little bit, untangled a lot, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it was a good weekend though, man. It was a good fourth, you know. We had a little bit of fun. I wish that we could have got together a little bit more because I wanted to do some stuff for struggling hunters, make make like oh, some shorts, right. but we could do that anytime, I guess. But um, but uh, yeah, I was wanting to do some kind of content stuff, but I don't know. It was kind of a crazy weekend. I know me and my wife were exhausted this weekend, just hosting the barbecue and then just all the running around we did we were like by the time monday night came we were pretty pretty <laughs> tired so anyways that's kind of that yeah, that was kind of all i did this past weekend you guys really do no nah, well we did the fourth we went over to the wife's <clears throat> family's mom and dad's man my voice just went <clears throat> and uh just had another little bar had a barbecue with them and then uh we went and we spent the night over at our house uh, with their with our dog, <laughs> keeping him company, and uh, I, you know, I didn't think to step out until the end of the fireworks to see what was going off. And I opened the door to look, and there went the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it happens. Yeah, they uh, there was people. We were so exhausted, we didn't even get up and look. But so the fireworks show was on the third mm-hmm. for city, for, the, for the city, right? Uh, but on the fourth, people were lighting them off. We could hear them, but we were so exhausted. Like I didn't even have the the energy to get up and go look. <laughs> and I'm like, um, but it sounded like there were some pretty good ones out there. So Colorado, I I don't know if I should put it this on a podcast, but Colorado has a law has some kind of law because like the fireworks that we buy here, they only go like ten feet or something. Like they don't go very high at all. Uh... And um, and so they don't grow very high at all and uh and so like these people that are shooting the ones that go up in the air and stuff those are uh 
those ones they bought from another state somewhere. <laughs> right. And uh, and they're fun, but but I I've never heard of anybody like getting in trouble. So it's like a law that they or it's at least a law that they don't sell it in Colorado. But I don't know if it's so much a law to light them. And mm. it, but if it is a law, I don't think anybody ever enforces it. They're <laughs> like, yeah, we'll let that go. <laughs> so it would be nice. I I guess I kind of get it. You know, fire safety and stuff. Right. And, but uh, it's so much fun to light fireworks or send them off in the air and watch them do their thing, you know? Right, yeah. So it's kind of a shame that Colorado has some way. I don't even really know the law that well. I should have probably looked it up. I didn't even <laughs> think I was going to talk about it, actually. So, But anyways, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a goofy law, I think. But I guess it prevents fires, and that's right. really the biggest thing. And this year, this summer, we've had more rain and stuff than we have in a lot of years past. Um, I don't know if we're still considered in a drought or not. I don't know if we've had that much rain or not, but we've had a lot more. So this year the fire safety probably wasn't quite as big of a deal, but, um, but yeah, it's, it was, uh, I get why they, why they probably have rules on how they do the fireworks. But you would think, though, that it would actually be safer to send them up in the air than to have these ones that go off for 30 seconds, only 10 feet high. I don't know. To me, it seems like that would almost be... Because when they go up in the air, then they have all that time to travel down and, and cool off, you know? Right. Essentially. I don't know. It's kind of... Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I'm rambling. Um do you have anything to nope, close I'm, out with? Uh, that's it. That's I, I, I spoke what I wanted to speak. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get us out of here. We've been rambling for a while. So, guys, thanks for watching the podcast. Uh, we're uh, doing some new stuff. Obviously, we trying the mics out tonight, seeing how they work. Hopefully, they work good. We've had a little bit of technical difficulty. You probably will see it. I'm going to edit it out or do my best to edit it out. But, uh Anyways, we gotta. Uh, we're making some changes, man. Trying to trying to make this thing a little more exciting, a little more. Um, uh, I don't know. Just trying to make it better. Every every little bit helps, right? So, right. as Joe says, like one uh, percent change leads to hundred percent change. So, um, you know, uh, that's kind of what we're doing. So, with that said, guys, if you're listening this long, for one, we appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Yes. For two. Uh, give us a like and give us a subscribe. Leave a comment in on the podcast section if you're listening to us on the po- podcast side. Uh, give us a give us a, a review there, wherever you can, or or you know share share it. Tell a friend, tell a friend that you got a couple yahoos that you listen to and <laughs> and they're not too bad. And uh, and uh, thanks for listening, watching, and giving us support. We really appreciate it, guys. And And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care, guys. We're out. Bye.